Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Husmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Husmo Black. Good evening, y'all. Welcome, welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. You got me, Hushville, driving this train this evening. Welcome. Hey, it's uh, it's June twenty seventh, y'all, twenty twenty. Wow, this year is about to get away from us, y'all. We're into uh, summer. Uh, yeah, first day of summer was what last the twentieth. It is summertime, yeah. And let me tell you, things are hot out here. Things are really, really hot. Uh, all over. Not only just the weather. <laughs> not only just the weather. Yeah. This time kind of remind me of... Uh, it reminds me of the 60s. Yeah, this, it reminds me of the 60s, uh Welcome to the National Black Forum. Yeah, we advocate, advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody, we do. Just by extension, being from that community, we find ourselves advocating on uh, their behalf. But we advocate for justice, social justice for everyone. Uh no, no doubt about it. But right now, uh, my community is in dire need of all the advocacy uh, that we can get right now, yeah. Things are still crazy, yeah. Uh, young folks in the street marching. Different generation, this millennial generation is a lot different than uh, uh, what it was when I was coming up back in the 50s. 60s with uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all uh, those great, great uh, leaders that we had back then. These these millennials are more uh, about uh, achieving uh, equality, equal justice. Mainly because that's what they came up with. It. They came up with understanding that uh, uh, everyone is equal under the law, and, and that's the way it should be. And uh, it appears to me that uh, the millennials of today are, uh, with all of uh, the uh, high technology and uh, the uh, police uh, brutality. Uh, being uh, front and center uh, uh, for everyone to see on uh, the nightly news the way it is. Uh, <clears throat> it's opened up a, a, a lot of eyes for a lot of millennials who didn't understand uh, what racism uh, was all about. Something that uh, I grew up with uh, in the 50s and 60s 
uh, being a uh, product of uh, Georgia here in the 40s. So, uh, you know, it, 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 it's good to uh, see uh, the young folks uh, take a stand uh, like they uh, are doing here today, and I fully support them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think I just get a feeling that uh, we're going to get some real change here as a result of this. Uh, right in the middle of a pandemic, uh, no less, uh, we have the social movement going on. It might be uh, uh, the best time for it. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just so much going on in the world with this pandemic. That thing is coming back at us, too. It's, well, it hasn't gone anywhere, but states like Florida, Texas, Arizona, uh, even Georgia here, uh, there's uh, been an uptick uh, in a number of positive uh, coronavirus uh, 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 attacks here lately. Texas is exploding. Florida is exploding. Arizona is exploding. And uh, people people are not really uh, in the governments of those states, by the way, are not uh, really negligent in their uh, uh, duties in terms terms of uh, leading uh, the states in response to this uh, pandemic. Much like the federal government has been negligent in the leading uh, to act this effort here. Uh, unlike uh, some of the countries uh, uh, in the world, this thing affects the whole world, y'all. Let me just hear This pandemic is worldwide. It's worldwide. And it's funny that. Uh, Most of the countries that responded, most of the leaders of the country, of the countries that responded, and they much more. centralized effort from uh, the top down, should I say. Uh, But uh, this country has chosen to do otherwise. This country has chosen to uh, do otherwise, y'all. And uh, we're paying a dear price. We're paying a dead price, and I got a feeling that the price is going to get uh, steeper. I got a feeling that uh, the price we're paying is going to get a whole, whole lot, a lot steeper than what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all know that uh, until uh, 
We won't know that. Well, yeah, we'll know it pretty soon. This time next year. Come November 3rd, y'all. We got a chance to do something about it. Everybody get out and vote. Everybody need to get out and vote, y'all. November 3rd is critical. This coming November 3rd is critical that we get out and exercise our uh, uh, right to vote. It's just crazy. It's uh, the in the country. Uh, so everybody get out and vote. And, uh, yeah, exercise your uh, constitutional right to vote. Uh, got a free call there. one 588 Three eight one four, y'all. That's the free call into the Hushville Black Forum. Uh, we don't take many calls out here on the Hushville Black Forum. We will take a call from time to time, but uh, yeah, um, we uh, we noticed that uh, the PGA just opened back up and fully could get started good. They got four or five players uh, on the PGA tournament who has tested positive. Uh, with the coronavirus, and uh, several of them has withdrawn uh, from tournaments already, if you can believe that. Uh, yeah, so this thing is this thing is uh, is on us still, and I just urge everybody to uh, be careful, social distance, and whatever you do, if you go outside, please. Wear your mask, wear some kind of face covering, keep your social distancing. And if you don't have to go out, don't go out. I mean, yeah, just uh, you don't have to go out, don't go out. This thing is not safe yet. Yeah. Remember, they don't have any kind of um, they don't have any kind of uh, medication for it. They don't have any kind of uh, vaccine for it yet. So I mean, this thing is just uh, still running rampant. Yeah. And uh, yes, you know, just use uh, common sense. Take care of yourself, and it's about, that's our message out here on the Hushmore Black Channel. Yeah, but uh, hey, uh, hey, just some kind of storm just blew through the ATL. Yeah, I don't know. This thing is moving east, uh, but they had fifty, sixty mile per hour winds and rain. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rain going sideways. Uh, so this thing is pretty serious. Uh, it looks like it's teared up through the ATL right now. So hopefully we uh, this thing is behind us. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hmm. We uh, but. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> so they're trying to get the sports and things back started, but uh, it's just, I, I just believe it's a little early to be uh, fully back, uh, opening the society back up uh, 100%. You know, it's still going to be a while because 
This, this thing's just not safe, y'all. I don't see any kind of way that uh, I would feel comfortable going into a workplace uh, with a bunch of people, especially uh, if they uh, weren't uh, getting uh, test, tested on a, a regular basis. So I, I wouldn't feel comfortable myself. Thank God the hospital is retired, you know. Well, I'm retired. I, yeah, I... I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't feel safe about this thing, mainly because the leadership at the national level is so is so so uh, poor, y'all. It's such a shame. I I, I don't. I never would have uh, uh, dreamt that we'd. Uh, have such poor leadership at the national level in this country. Uh, I, I would, you know, you couldn't uh, convince me of that uh, uh, five years ago that we'd wind up with such poor leadership in this country. Uh, but uh, we are where we are, y'all. We, well, I don't know. That's the only thing we can do now is just uh, stay prayed up. And uh, hopefully we can make it to November 3rd. <clears throat> hopefully we can make it until November 3rd, yeah, to try to uh, uh, correct uh, a sinking ship. I... Uh, I've had a dear, dear, uh, lost a dear, dear friend again. This week seemed like every time I come on the air now for the last three or four months, I've lost another uh, dear friend. This particular gentleman that uh, transitioned <clears throat> this past week was one of my dearest friends. Uh, and also happened to be a groom. Uh, in my wedding uh, some 53 years ago. Uh, one of my grooms. Uh, so out of the seven grooms that I had, I've lost uh, one, two, three, four. This is the fourth one that I've lost. Uh, I'm deeply uh, saddened by, by his loss. And I want to send out my condolences to uh, his family. Uh, up in Akron, Ohio. I want to send out my condolences to uh, the family of uh, Mr. Theodore Scott. Uh, he transitioned uh, this past uh, week. Uh, this past Wednesday, I believe. I just want to send out my love, my condolences, and uh, my prayers to that uh, to that family. We will uh, keep them in our prayers. Yeah. Uh, this pandemic, yeah. <clears throat> 
This thing is getting uh, pretty serious. We had a uh, a briefing from the uh, from the uh, test. I guess you call it something. I don't know what you call them. The task force. We had a briefing for the first time in two months from <laughs> uh, Mike Pence's uh, why it's necessary for the vice president or the president to lead the thing. I don't know because uh, they are forever uh, providing a bunch of misinformation that, that the professional folks Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks are left dumbfounded, standing there looking like idiots. Well, well, I won't say they're looking like idiots. They are looking dumb, dumb, dumbfounded by what's coming out of the vice president and the president's mouth as it relates to uh, where we are with this uh, thing. And uh, where we at with it is... <clears throat> Uh, we're still in a lot of trouble, y'all. That's where we're at. We are still in a lot of trouble. <clears throat> As a country, uh, I'm trying to look for uh, some a civil landing somewhere, and I really don't see one uh, in New York and New Jersey. I suppose if you had to uh, claim us any kind of civil land at all, it's that uh, New York uh, is no longer the epicenter of the thing where you've got 15 million people crowded into that area. It looks like they uh, under the leadership of uh, Governor Cuomo and the Governor of New Jersey and Connecticut. Those, those are three governors done a great job of leading their uh, <clears throat> constituents, their citizens, out of, uh, to a point that uh, to the point where they are now. But, uh, <clears throat> less cases have been reported on a daily basis. I think they've, they've done a tremendous job. In spite of, in spite of uh, the lack of uh, national leadership coming from Washington, uh, which is still, which is still sore, so, uh, sorely needed, though. which is still sorely needed. Uh, I don't know. This thing is. Something is driving uh, uh, somehow. Uh, something is driving this thing. Yeah. We've never seen, at least in my lifetime, a pandemic hit the entire world to uh, this extent where uh, we some six months into it. We don't have a clue 
the world will have a clue on how to effectively uh, combat it. Uh, they haven't came up with any kind of medication to uh, combat this thing yet. Uh, there's no vaccines out for it yet. And uh, it's still just a frightening uh, uh, event. It's still a frightening event that's, that's going on here. Which leads me to believe that this is bigger than man, maybe. It's something else driving this thing. This thing is bigger than man. That's my estimation. Something else is driving this thing. Maybe a higher power. Hey, hey, I'm just saying that. I don't know. Who (laughs) knows? But uh, maybe he's a higher power than uh, and know anything about is having this pandemic. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, yeah. July, a couple of uh, vaccine candidates will be entering into their first, well, I guess it's the third phase of the trials for uh, a vaccine for this thing. Uh, Moderna is one of the companies that's coming out with a vaccine uh, starting in July. I think they're going to uh, start testing some 30,000 people, I think, with the, the initial, uh, well, this phase of the trial. I think I think it's supposed to reach some 30,000 people. I, I, I'm not sure about that. Don't hold me to that. But they're one of the first ones, Moderna, is one of the first uh, companies to get a uh, vaccine out there that the FDA has uh, approved for trials. I mean, it's not a vaccine yet, yeah. Uh-uh, it's, not a, it's not on the market yet. They still in uh, development. It might even, yeah, even get that. It's going to take them up what's of, uh, you know, up what's of uh, the first of the year, 2021, before it, uh, uh, you know, comes to uh, to the marketplace. Even in beyond that, after you know, manufacturing millions of uh, doses of this thing, even if proved successful. And I'm thinking that when they come out with one, they're going to come out with two or three that uh, uh, 
may be able to uh, provide some kind of relief for this thing, but I don't know, y'all. I don't have a good feeling about none of this stuff. That's just my own gut feeling. But uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that... uh, Uh, I don't know, yeah. He, um, I think I need to choose Gotta take a quick pause for the calls here on the Hushville platform. You got me Hushville driving stream this evening. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushville Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the Hushville Black Forum. You got me Hushville driving train this evening, June 27th, 2020. Uh, yeah, last weekend. Last weekend in, in June, yeah. Yes. What's next week? The 4th of July? The 4th of July. Next Saturday? Next Saturday is the 4th of July, yeah? That's the nation's birthday. I've got this great, great uh, speech that uh, Frederick Douglass gave on the 4th of July back in 1852. I'm going to present it to you all on one of my shows here. A great, great uh, speech about... uh, what the 4th of July meant to uh, the people who were uh, enslaved at that time. Uh, Perhaps I'll, uh, yeah, I'm going to be bringing that to you uh, next Saturday on the 4th of July. The meaning of the, the meaning of July 4th for the Negro is what he entitled that speech. So I, I'm looking f- forward to that. Uh, <laughs> I, you can, uh, I'm going to bring this to you next week. What I need to do is record it and uh, kind of just put it on, kind of can it up so I can just tee it up for you. So I won't have to be trying to. Uh, read it aloud. I think I'll just can it so that you can uh, and I'll play it for you uh, come next Saturday the 4th of July show uh, the meaning of the 4th the meaning of July 4th for the Negro a speech done by Frederick Douglass on the 4th of July in 1852 Mind you, this is before the Civil War. So we're going to have that keyed up. Uh, let's just make a note of it. We'll make a note of that. This is 7 4 20, 20. Uh, We're going to key it up. Frederick Douglass. Uh, speech. Okay, yeah, we got a key to, so we got to be sure to bring that to you. I think you'll find it interesting. I think you're going to find it interesting. Uh, the problem with so many of us uh, Americans are African descent is that uh, we don't know uh, our history. I had a uh, good friend of mine. He's forever uh, harping on the fact that uh, so many of us uh, don't know our history, and then uh, he proceeded to uh, 
make an argument for things that he know. I mean, yeah, that's, we've got a lot of history, uh, that, and it's true. A lot of us don't uh, know our history. Uh, I know quite a bit about it. It's why I still advocate for uh, reparations on behalf of Americans of African descent. They are uh, old reparations, though. Not so much for slavery now. Don't 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 get me mixed up with that uh, particular uh, segment of our uh, community that advocates for reparations for slavery. That's not my main thrust. Uh, that's not my main argument. Obviously, slavery was uh, uh, one of the most uh, flagitious uh, exercises in human in, in humanity that uh, man has ever seen, in, in my in my opinion. Uh, but uh, my main uh, argument for reparation has to do with uh, 13, 14th, 15th Amendment violations after the Civil War was over, after the emancipation of uh, the African slaves here in this country. So, I, yeah, the gist of my argument takes place uh, after uh, the Civil War was over and the 13th, 14th, the 15th Amendment had been uh, included in our Constitution. Uh, I make the argument that our 14th Amendment primarily was uh, all but uh, uh, taken away. Our 14th Amendment, the rights was all but taken away after uh, they had been uh, uh, put in place by that uh, 14th Amendment, causing an untold uh, amount of economic, social, uh, and uh, mental uh, damage to uh, our community. Yeah, psychological damage economic damage, uh, damage uh, to our community uh, for uh, all these years after the Civil War was over. Uh, that is where my argument starts at and, and differ uh, from a lot of uh, other uh, of my uh, contemporaries who make the, the same uh, argument that I do. Well, not the same argument, but a argument for reparations. Uh, and, I su- by the way, I support all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, oh, no, don't, don't get me twisted. Anybody who's advocating for reparations on behalf of America's rapping has got my support. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, now, because I'll, uh, uh, you know, Oh, oh no, we we after the same thing. Uh, we might have some different uh, ideas about why we want it or this or that, but uh, one thing one thing we're all sure of 
and that is uh, the mayor is after to set out poll <laughs> reparations uh, from uh, this nation. Yeah. It's not, uh, and, uh, uh, it's not, it's not, uh, um, Something that we shouldn't be uh, asking for. We're within our right to uh, uh, ask for and demand our reparations because we were severely damaged by uh, um, the Jim Crow laws, the racism, uh, the segregation that existed in the country. Uh, after the Civil War, we saw the masses was damaged. Damaged, I was damaged. I was born here in 1945, and I can tell you that anything, any American of African descent who was born uh, uh, prior to 1954, prior to Brown, the Board of Education, which, by the way, set aside Plessy. If you don't know anything about Plessy, Plessy v. Ferguson of 1896, that thing, uh, essentially removed American African descent out of white society, out of American uh, society at large, the broader uh, uh, American society at, uh, uh, in terms of uh, equal access to education, to the workplace, to, uh, to real estate acquisitions, to a whole bunch of things, you know, to a whole bunch of things that... Uh, 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 that uh, prevented uh, prevented us from uh, assimilating into uh, the broader the broader society after uh, some four and a half million uh, uh, ex African slaves was uh, freed after the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, laws uh, put on the books by uh, the various states and upheld by the federal government. Uh, but uh, did uh, a considerable amount of damage uh, and the effects of it is still there today. That's why uh, our young people, that's why we are out there in the street protesting uh, uh, today. Yeah, still still have a powerful negative effect on our community today, y'all. Make no mistake. These, these Jim Crow laws still have a powerful effect on our community today. And it's all because when Brown set all those Jim Crow laws aside, we were not compensated. We were not uh, made whole again. I mean, it's not hard to follow uh, my argument. Uh, when Brown set aside Plessy uh, back in 1954, it was 15 uh, uh, to 20 million blacks should have been compensated at that time and made whole. Uh, but for where 
for whatever reason, and there are reasons why uh, Thurgood Marshall and his legal team never petitioned the court for financial reparations when they won that case. Uh, I contend in my argument for reparations, but because for whatever reason, and there are some uh, there are reasons for uh, them not petitioning the court at that time for financial reparations. Among them, pressure being put on them not to do so because uh, the powers that be thought it would create undue unrest in the southern states if we uh, went after some kind of financial reparations back then. And hell, uh, <laughs> there was <were> still... <laughs> unrest in the South when uh, Brown overturned Plessy and they thought that uh, uh, the black and white uh, kids would have to go to school together. But, you know, we're not going to delve too far into reparations this evening, but uh, we're going to get back into it uh, more and more as time goes on. Because uh, that's part of the problem. That is part of the problem why uh, we have to be our young folks out there in the street today. And a lot of them may not understand why they're there uh, because of, of the George Floyd and uh, the, uh, the Brooks guy that was brutally shot down here in Georgia a a couple of weeks ago. Why it is that that's still happening here to America's African State today is because America's African State was never made whole for the uh, uh, injuries suffered uh, uh, under the separate equal laws. These Jim Crow laws, uh, these uh, discriminatory laws that uh, kept us from uh, assimilating equally into American society after the Civil War. Yeah. That is the reason of why uh, what we see going on with law enforcement and uh, the criminal justice system, why it so un- seems so unfair today is because uh, economically, we have such a disadvantage, and we had such a disadvantage economically uh, because of uh, the Jim Crow uh, uh, laws that was put on uh, the books after uh, the Civil War. We're going to get into it. We've got to get into it. We can't get around it. Uh, as uh, this thing played out, uh, we're going to talk more and more about it every show, we're going to get into it more and more. We're going to start out next next uh, week on the 4th of July uh, breaking down Frederick Douglass' speech that he gave back in 1852 uh, on the 4th of July uh, explaining to uh, America why it is that uh, Independence Day, or the Independence Birthday, that the nation was celebrating, or 
that the nation celebrates today on the 4th of July has a different meaning. Certainly it had a different meaning back in 1852 for Americans of African descent. Uh, and even today, there's still, even today, there's still significant uh, differences uh, on how uh, Americans of African descent view uh, the 4th of July because of uh, our history in the country. Got a free call into the Hushmo Black Forum, y'all. one 888 We don't take many calls. We had a caller to call in. He he hung up before we could get to him, but uh, we, we will take a call from time to time, but uh, we um, like to talk out at our audience. You can find me on hushmoblack.com, y'all. Yeah. So leave a message, email us, something you want uh, the Hushmo to discuss or some topic you want to uh Want us to break down for you? Email us there. Uh, and we'll, and we'll uh, take a look at it. Call you, call in. Sometimes we'll take a call. Sometimes we won't. The guest call in is is one eight 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 five eight eight. Three eight one four. It's a free call in. Yeah, we advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody, we do, but uh, by extension, we find ourselves advocating for that community. And Lord knows, during these trying times, in these trying times, uh, we can use all the advocacy we can get. And our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer. And our necessity sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Uh, than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Uh, we don't like to get loud. like to try to keep everything on the even keel, y'all, but... Uh, as you know, sometimes uh, sometime you can't help yourself. Sometimes you have to raise your voice just to uh, just to get a message in edgewise. Yeah. Uh, but we like to keep everything on the even keel, yeah. Got uh, I thought you gonna kill yourself. You gonna kill yourself, boy. <laughs> 
Hey, hey, it's more to it. Hey, uh, uh, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls, y'all. You got me a hushable driver this train this evening. Yeah, we'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me a hushable. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, y'all. Hey, uh, welcome back to the Hurricane Black Pool. I'm sorry for that, uh, for that, uh, inconvenience, y'all. Seems so I, uh, cut off there. Let's see if we can reach this caller back here. Someone tried to, someone was calling in, and, uh, for some reason, uh, 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 Some reason uh, he got cut off. Well, I apologize for that. Uh, we uh, don't like for our guests to get cut off like that. Uh, I see we can reach him back. Uh, if we can, we'll get him back on the air for y'all. Uh, Hello. There's a call, Phil. How's it called, Phil? You know, the call of Phil. Let's see. Let's put a, uh, let's do this. Let's put the cat there. And let's go out uh, back. Put a, see if we can dial it in. See if we can get him down. Try to put him out there in the thing there. We just can't get him back. Let's see if we can dial him over here. See if we can get him back on there. We'll, we'll do it like this. Uh, we got more than one way to skin a cat here on the Hushmo platform. Um, let's go to one, uh, three, one, four, uh, Four six four four. Let's call and see if we can get it back out here. The user you are trying to reach is unavailable. The user you are trying to reach is unavailable. Says the user is unavailable, so we couldn't get him back. But he was making some. Uh, he was making some kind of announcement that uh, uh, some three-year-old. And four-year-old had been shot or killed some kind of way in Chicago. Uh, and I wanted to bring him on air and let him uh, discuss exactly how uh, it is that uh, these two young people wound up dead. And apparently he had the, uh, he had the, uh, some information on how they uh, came up dead that I want to share with the audience, but unfortunately we got cut off and, uh, I'll try to reach him back before the show is over. But, uh, anytime, uh, a life is lost. It's a, a tragedy. Uh, anytime, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I 
Yeah, we uh Mm. What about, uh, forgive me, y'all. I was trying to see what's going on on uh, the internet. We got a kind of a storm coming through Georgia. And, and do anybody know that uh, we got dust coming uh, over the southeastern part of the country from Africa? We actually got, Africa had a dust storm over there, and that thing is circling the globe. It has reached the southeastern part of the United States. You know, as the earth rotates, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know too much about it, how that thing works, but it seems as though that dust is blowing, I guess, from east to west as the earth rotates on this axis, uh, stuff that's over Africa will wind up over the uh, the United States if it get up in the atmosphere right. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we actually got dust covering uh, uh, parts of the United States that originated over the Sahara Desert uh, in Africa, yeah. Now, that's what the meteorologists are telling us. I have no reader. Doubt them. I don't know what I know about weather. I still don't know anything about any weather or weather formations and all that stuff. Hey, <laughs> that's not my forte. But they tell us, uh, yeah. So we're watching that here in the Georgia. Yeah, we're getting some of that uh, weather from Africa, though. Can't be all bad because that's supposed to grow on watermelons, and that's an indigenous African plant. And maybe it'll do my watermelon some good. Well, maybe that's what it is. Those things growing like crazy, yeah. Just the vines. I ain't got no melons yet. Just just the vines. You know, the vines got to be get up some size to be able to support the watermelon. Because those melons get big and strong, yeah. But the big leaves that uh, come out on the Watermelon vines, those things are uh, they necessary to reduce uh, uh, the big plump watermelons. You know, this is the first time I've grown any. Uh, this the first time I've had a garden. Really, believe it or not, I've been <laughs> I've been married over fifty years. Uh, and this is the first time the Hutchman has ever grown a garden as a married man. I was born, I was born in the middle of a cotton field. I was born in the middle of a cotton field, yeah. I know a picture of the cotton. God, Peter Gary don't believe that. How, how could I be born in Hampton, Georgia in 1945 in the middle of a cotton field and never pick cotton? <laughs> Hey, that's just the way it is, yo. I uh, oh, I took some water to the cotton field for my older siblings. Now I did, I did get out to the cotton field. Oh yeah, I didn't say I get out in. I wasn't in the cotton field. I did get out in the cotton field, but I wasn't picking no cotton. I didn't pick no cotton. <laughs> 
y'all ever read my autobiography, The Water Boy? <laughs> Check it out, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. <sighs> no, I didn't pick no cotton, y'all. I did uh, carry water off to the cotton field for my older siblings. I was going at the cotton picking age when I lived on that uh, farm. I missed that by a year or so, a year or two. I didn't miss it by much. I didn't miss it by much. In fact, I was just talking to a cousin of mine who happened to be in town. One of the few first cousins that I have left, you know. That was the first cousin. One of the few that I have left. I don't have many first cousins left. I mean, you know, your first cousin are your... Uh, your parents, uh, uh, siblings, uh, kids. And that's who this guy was. Uh, Mr. Delaney. Mr. Robert Delaney. Yeah, my first cousin, yeah. Was in Robert, Robert Delaney, damn near 90 years old, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I oh, my, oh, my first cousin, though. You know, your first cousin, he'll be up some age. Yeah, because I was one of the youngest, I'm probably one of the youngest, me and my sister, my youngest sister is probably the two youngest cousins out of my parents, both my mother and my uh, father's siblings, kids. We'd be the youngest ones left. And I can remember when I was a kid, hell, I had thousands of cousins. <laughs> what seemed like thousands of First cousins, all of us went by the wayside, y'all. You know, he said the time and the place for everything under the sun, y'all. A time to be born and a time to die. So, yeah, there's a time and a place for everything, and uh, most of uh, my first cousins transitioned home, but. Uh, this one that I have left, and I only got, like I said, one or two left, um, was in town here. Week before last. I was so glad to see him. I live in Ohio now, but he was down visiting. Uh, oh, I got a sister. He got a sister, too. But she's older than me and my sister, so yeah. Of uh, that family, like I said, I bet I got three. Believe it or not, I only got. Probably about three first cousins left. Maybe four. Maybe four. I got four legitimate. If I count legitimate. Uh, Jack, Willie James, and Robert. Willie James, Jack, Robert. Willie James, Jack, Robert, legitimate. I got about four first cousins left that I could count offhand, but. Uh, that's it. That's it, yeah. But anyway, Robert's... I was born in 19... Robert's 88 years old this year, yeah. So he's up, he's on up there now. And, uh... <laughs> uh had to, a great time spending a few... A little time with him. 
That is it right there. You know that I want. But I don't know. What's going on with it? I don't know. Put down. Um, power team. That's it right there. Um, since, you know, I was telling you I was growing watermelons and it's the first time I put a garden in, but pandemic has locked everything down. The Hushbow, now I... I had, we had a a person to cut our grass, and I ain't rich. I'm from when I was working. We had this guy to come around and cut our grass. Well, he did it cheaper than I could do it. But <laughs> I retired here some years ago, so I you know I ain't got no whole lot of money no way. But anyway, the guy that I had doing my yard had a stroke. He had a stroke and uh, could no longer do um, a yard. And so it's been about, I guess, about eight months ago, almost a year ago now, really almost a year ago because he had the stroke. Oh, boy. I would say around July or August of last year. Let's say it was August. Or July of last year, about ten months ago, uh, he had a stroke and I hadn't been able to do my yard right since. Now he's, he's been over a couple of times with his son. Son lives in Alabama, so he wants to continue to uh, cut my grass, but I can't. I can't have that because that you know I can't get him over here from Alabama when I need my grass cut all the time. He got to put it in too. Uh, so anyway, since this pandemic uh, city and the hospital have been around the house every day, uh, I started recutting the grass myself. Recutting, oh, well, cutting my grass. I always cut it, you know. Like uh, I've got a lawnmower, and I got a riding lawnmower because I need a riding lawnmower for my yard. Uh, it's a lot of yard, a lot of weeds trees and lands and stuff. But uh I'm right now I'm in the market for a uh a uh a chipper shredder type thing so I can shred up some of these leaves to create mulch for my garden. And save me a lot of work to try to haul these earned limbs <laughs> to to the street. Now, I never appreciated how much work it was to do this yard until the person I had doing it had a stroke. And I, <laughs> the husband was left doing it himself. I got a remedy for it, y'all. I got a little 16-year-old nephew 
that uh, I'm contemplating hiring to take some of the pressure off the hush brother. I, mean, I, I'm, I can't, uh, I can do it, but you know, I, that's a lot of stress on an old man like me. It's a lot of work. And I can do it, but I could do it a lot better if I was 16 years old and uh, was out there looking for money to do it, you know. So I got a nephew that uh, I'm going to be bringing on to train him to uh, to t- take care of the Hushmo's property. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll see how it works. I don't know how that's going to work yet, but uh, we're going to see if I can uh, <laughs> take take some of this pressure off the Hushmo, because right now, Right now, I'm doing all this work myself, and I can see where uh, I need a I need a, I need somebody here all the time, or at least four or five hours a day. I'm planning on bringing him on for three days a week while it's summer. He's out of school. Oh yeah, he's still in school. He's a young boy. He's still in school, so I'm gonna bring him on. See if I can get some work out of him. Plus, I believe he's going to learn a lot of stuff. He's going to pick up a lot of things, you know, just uh, dealing with me. Mm-mm. He's going to pick up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, hopefully that'll uh, ease some pressure on the husband when it comes to taking care of my yard going forward. See how, how that works. Now, I ain't no sure thing that's going to work. You know how young people are. Young people, among other things, they have a very short attention span. They have a very short attention span. So,
I uh hey uh it's about uh twenty minutes after eight. Wow, how time fast. Flash when you're having fun, y'all. Nineteen eight nineteen, y'all. Wow. It's a good number, y'all, because among other things, that is the uh date of my anniversary. Eight day August nineteenth. Hey, uh, we're going to take a look all sort of calls here. We're just rambling on. You got me hustling driving this train. Y'all hang in there. We'll be right back. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmore Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to the High School Black Forum. It's about 8.25, yeah, in the ATL. Time flies when you're having fun. We, uh, what's the latest, uh, let's, let's, let's pull up some news here. Oh, what's going on in the world? Let's see if we can get something for you. I, uh, sometimes you just get, uh, tired of, uh, bad news, y'all. And I like, I, you know, I, it take a lot for me to get, uh, to just completely tune out. But, uh, pretty much, uh, Pretty much over the last, uh, I'd say over the last two weeks, uh, that's what pretty much tuned out of uh, what's going on with this uh, pandemic thing. But wow. Russian intelligence officers over cash. Yeah, that's what the president has to say about this. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't, uh, I would get my hopes too high, y'all. Thinking that this guy's going to do anything about uh, somebody killing Americans. Least of all, Least of all, him doing anything about Russia, or Vladimir Putin. Or Vladimir Putin killing Americans. I can tell you right now, this guy we got in that White House ain't going to do nothing about it. Somehow CNN's got the scoop suggesting that Russia was paying the Taliban to kill American soldiers over in Afghanistan. Yeah. That's an act of war. That's an act of war as far as I'm concerned. That is an act of war as far as I'm concerned. I'm old. Oh, uh, veterans. I'm old. Vietnam veteran. I was in the Marine Corps, yeah. Y'all didn't know the high school was in the Marine Corps? Simple fire. <laughs> hey, I was, I was in the Corps. I was in the Corps, y'all, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the last you don't know about the high school. What's going on here, y'all? What is this guy going to? What is this? Let's see what this is. Oh, I got a turn. Is that is that for what kind of phone is that? Yeah. That's what's on these darn eye drops, y'all. Dog is These things are giving Hesper fits. For uh 
some time now. Uh, they've been giving me fits for uh Uh, well, first of all, I'm on an eye drops because they got this thing called uveitis, some disease of the eye. And I've been dealing with it for 20 years. It ain't a new phenomenon, but it comes and goes. There's no cure for it. They do give you drops for it. And right now, I'm catching fit. They give you eye drops for it. And uh, I've been taking the eye drops, but right now the doctor is trying to wean me off the drops. I've been taking these drops for like two or three weeks, or maybe a month now. And uh, he's trying to wean me off of them, but... uh, still on them right now, so. I stopped taking one the other day, but uh, I don't know. I I really stopped taking all of them, but I think I was only supposed to stop taking one. That's what I guess. I don't know. I'm going to have to, uh, I got another appointment with my doctor this coming week, so I'm going to see what's going on here with the, uh, with this one eye. If, uh, that's what I need to do. That's what this is about. Your analysis of this disturbing news does this line up with Russia's priorities in the region? It does. And I want to flag for our viewers that this likely presents an ongoing live threat to American forces overseas. The failure of the administration and other coalition partners to hold Russia to account for trying to kill Americans means, frankly, that Putin has no reason to stop while he's at it. So urgent action is needed. But the key takeaway here in the United States is that under this president, Putin frankly feels like he can get away with murder. And while I'm not sure that I blame him, broadly, if you look at the president's track record and deficits physically mm-hmm. harming Americans hasn't been a deal breaker. Look at Kim Jong-un and Otto Warmbier, or Mohammed bin Salman and American resident Jamal Khashoggi. You look at Russia, and President Trump has not held Putin to account on any number of illegal operations, whether it's invading Ukraine or election interference. So Putin feels incredibly empowered four years into this presidency. And finally, it really exposes an inconvenient truth at the moment. Intelligence is an input to policymaking. Intelligence assessments unto themselves don't make policy. Intelligence, even life-saving intelligence, can hit a dead end if you're policymakers or a president that don't use it as a basis to say, in this case, an 
to Afghanistan as soldiers to kill Americans. That's an act of war, yeah. That's all that is. That ain't nothing else but an act of war. And the president, uh, it's his job to hold uh, Vladimir Putin accountable for that. That's an act of war. In my humble opinion, in my humble opinion, that's the act of war. Yeah. Hey, I. Uh, what else? What else could it be? I, you know, what else could that be? If a foreign country is killing Americans or causing Americans to be killed. <laughs> that 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 to me is an act of war. We're gonna see what this ain't the end of the story, y'all. This is not the end of the story. We uh. Yeah. Um, we got we got to make sense of this story, yeah. But like I said, that's that's so much other things, so many other things going on in the world right now. A lot of that stuff gets swept under the rug. The Gumbo Coalition. Mark Marial. Yeah. I'm worried about this. Uh, uh. By the way, uh, I was saying early on in the show that uh, the uh, coronavirus task force had a meeting, a briefing yesterday for the first time in like two months. Mike Pence took exactly five questions from the uh, reporters gathered and abandoned ship. That is not a press briefing, no. That is that that was a sham. Uh, he took five questions from the reporters and abandoned ship. He ran away from that thing, kicking and screaming as the reporter was yelling, uh, are uh, rallies okay? Is it all right for the president to hold a rally in an enclosed uh, gymnasium or auditorium with 6,000 people unmasked? coughing and shouting all over itself. Not properly uh, social distancing, by the way, but crowded in together so that the president would feel good. Is that responsible? He didn't answer that. He ran kicking and screaming from the uh, from uh, the uh, reporters. 
with his tail tucked between his legs, you might say. This is this is a crisis, you know. We're in a crisis of uh, monumental proportion, though. We're in a crisis of monumental proportion. I I just don't have no no good feeling about it. Mm-mm. I have no good feeling about it. Yeah. At all. Um, and now come this new. I don't know. Uh, what's going to happen? But uh, I'm going to stay prayed up myself. And I suggest to everybody else who, who uh, uh, believe in this higher power to. Uh, get connected up with them because uh, this thing uh, is uh, is beyond uh, certainly the leaders that we have today. In this country, This thing is beyond uh, what we got working in this country, yeah. no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that you need a uh, <coughs> racism and hate in American reality, y'all. That's my last book. Uh, Check it out. Came out, uh, I believe, in 2013. It's relevant today. Timely. Racism and hate. And American reality. Uh, Check it out, yeah. 
Uh, I need to re-release it. I need to re-release it and update it. But this president that we have in office, you know, uh, we gonna get into that tonight. <sighs> to be honest, this thing just leaves a hushable train, you know. This whole thing just has the hushable brain. It's not like me. I'm usually an optimist by nature. But I uh, find very little uh, optimism in uh, where we at here as a nation. And that's not like me. That's normally not like me. But I can find very little to be optimistic about at the present. The finance minister of Mexico tests positive for coronavirus. Ooh, that thing is... Wow. That thing is surging in Mexico, y'all. Mexico is opening back up and they're in uh, the funeral businesses. <laughs> they taking their leave from uh, this country. We're setting a bad example for the rest of the world, yeah. In my humble opinion. We are setting a bad example for the rest of the world. I got to do something about this guy.
Just about winding now for this edition of the Hustle Blackmore. June twenty seventh, twenty twenty. We'll be right back out here next week. Same time, same place. Uh we come to you live and in living color every Saturday from seven to nine over Blog Talk uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, y'all be safe. If you don't have to get out in public, don't. No, don't. If you don't have to get out in public, don't. Shelter in place. If you have to get out where your face covering, practice social distancing. And uh, don't forget to wash your hands. To the uh, things that the health professionals are uh, suggesting, whatever you do, <laughs> do not, do not follow uh, uh, the guidance of uh, what's coming out of that White House, Joe. Forget all that, Joe. That's crazy. That person up there in the White House is getting more people killed than uh, than uh, the law should allow. Do not attend some crowded rally uh, with any politician right now, yeah. Don't do it uh, without masks. Don't squeeze into a 6,000. Uh, <laughs> don't squeeze in together with 6,000 people not wearing face masks, y'all screaming and yelling. Don't do that. Not right now. Uh-uh. It's not safe, yeah. Common sense should tell you. That that's not safe. Until next week, y'all, July 4th, uh, that's going to do it for the Hushmo Black Forum. Uh, once again, y'all be safe and until we meet again. Ciao, and we're out of here. The Hushmo Black Forum. Advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Heisman Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. <laughs>